You're listening to the Moon Griffon Show podcast on kpel965.com. News Talk 96.5 KPEL Burbridge Lafayette. Broadcasting from the Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management Studios. Online at matthew-james.com. Deeply sorry. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News, the leader of the railroad under a lot of scrutiny. Norfolk Southern CEO Alan Shaw, along with representatives from the EPA and first responders, all sent to testify before the Senate Environment and Public Works Committee in the wake of a series of recent train derailments, including the toxic train crash in East Palestine, Ohio, last month. Fox's Jeff Manasso, we already know in his opening statement, Shaw will apologize for that toxic disaster, vowing a thorough cleanup and millions in payments for affected residents. President Biden will go to Philadelphia today to unveil his budget plan, including tax hikes on corporations and Americans earning more than $400,000 a year. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy says Republicans will block that. Raising taxes in a low-growth economy like this will only hurt us more and put us into recession. Russia launched another barrage of missiles across Ukraine overnight. It's not a war. It's not a special operation. It's genocide. Mayor Vitaly Klitschko in Kiev, where Fox's Steve Harrigan reports. It was bad. Some of the loudest explosions I've heard since the war began just over a year ago. Two big booms here in Kiev. It knocked out the heating and electricity for part of the city. But also in Lviv, this is hundreds of miles behind the front line. Civilians in their homes killed. Their houses exploded, their roads exploded, five civilians dead there, total nine dead overall. North Korea fired one missile, another test launch amid warnings of the U.S. and South Korea over expanded military drills. Three Los Angeles police officers are stable in a hospital the morning after being shot during a standoff with a drug suspect. He barricaded himself inside his shed. Police say after they verbally tried to get him to surrender, he refused. So they used a gas chemical agent to try to get him out. Instead, investigators say the suspect opened the shed and shot at officers. Fox's Jeff Paul, that gunman's now dead. It's not clear if a SWAT team got him or if he shot himself. America's listening to Fox News. Is your home's title still in your name? What would you do if you discovered you're the victim of a home title theft and that the one document that proves you own your home is no longer in your name? With Home Title Lock's free lookup service, you can verify your home is still safely in your name. Thieves can now discover the title to your home online. They simply forge your signature on a transfer document stating you sold your home to them. Then they take out loans on your home or sell it to some unsuspecting buyer. Homeowners insurance and common identity theft programs do not protect you. Home Title Lock does. Home Title Lock puts a virtual shield around your home's title to help keep criminals away. First things first, verify your home's title is still in your name with Home Title Lock's free lookup service. There's no obligation. It's absolutely free. Then register your address for 30 free days of protection. Visit HomeTitleLock.com slash free. HomeTitleLock.com slash little change to the forecast across Acadiana today. Temperatures are going to be pushing their way to about 85 degrees in the afternoon. Cloudy to start, but sunshine emerging fairly quickly here and then clouds returning late tonight into tomorrow. Cloudier through the day tomorrow and slightly cooler, slightly drier by Saturday. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPAL. The views expressed in the following show are those of the hosts or hosts only. They do not represent News Talk 96.5 KPAL or Town Square Media.
know why? Welcome to Grafon Show. <laughs> Great to have you with us. We are on the road today in conjunction with our good thing, friends and uh, guarantee broadcasting, of course. Uh, we appreciate those guys, 107.3 FM Talk. We are in Baton Rouge. And, and it's amazing if you put in microphones two and three, you have to use microphones two and three. Uh, yes, you do. It doesn't work well. <laughs> uh, thank you, Brandon. So you didn't teach, you know, you know, nah. you got to be able to teach me something here. So <laughs> my first guess is talking to the mic that ain't working, but only because I don't have it plugged in. So that's, uh, now I got him. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, we are in Baton Rouge and we are here at the Solution Summit, our good friends at Pelican Institute. We're going to be here for all three hours, visiting with a lot of people about business and taxes and education and things of that nature. Uh, Pelican Institute does a really good job of putting issues out there and then trying to come up with solutions. And that's what this is, a solution summit to tell people, here's a guy, you got experts from around the country coming in talking about things to do with all the subjects and all the things that we're struggling with in Louisiana. These guys are trying to come up with some solutions and, and answers that we really better start jumping on or we will never catch up and catch up with uh, the rest of the state. So anyway, I'll be here. Uh, we are at, uh, matter of fact, John Kay. How you doing, John? I'm well, you know, you told me earlier in the week that you weren't going to let me on the program twice in a week, and then you cut my mic to start the program. Well, I'm just so I'm sending a I'm, message. I'm, I mean, I can't picking, help you. You're a hard learner. I'm picking up on it. <laughs> so anyway, uh, okay, so let's talk about this event today. Uh, first of all, what is it designed to do? Who's here? Who do y'all have coming in? Things of that nature. The this year's event in particular is designed to put out what we're calling Louisiana's comeback agenda. Uh, every attendee is getting one. Uh, every legislator across the state is going to get one. And the idea is we need mandates in the upcoming election to drive big, fundamental, big change in Louisiana next term. Okay. So... I can I can get a promise from y'all. This ain't the small steps that we like to talk about, uh, because I, and I'm sick of hearing step in the right direction. I, Everybody I, knows that it's a pet peeve of mine, but I do understand some things take that. Yeah. But man, we got to swing for the fences some, and I I, th I think we really need to. Some people I've talked to said you can't read. I don't believe them, but <laughs> we we have a printed book. I got the whole thing that lays out the solutions for Louisiana across the board. These are solutions on tax and budget, on crime, on education, and not a single solution you'll find in the book is a small step. Every solution will fundamentally change the state of Louisiana and fix the state of Louisiana. When I say, when I say steps as well, uh, John Kay, of course, with the Pelican Institute, I also mean uh, in, in terms of years. That's really what I mean about we got to have something that absolutely can do something to jar people and go, wow, we're doing that in Louisiana. You, you get it? It can't, everything can't be 10 years. Now, you could look at me and say, hey, it took us 50, 60, 70 years to get here, and I would agree with you on that. I just think we need to do something to catch up, and I think that's what you're saying. Y'all can do if, if you got to have the legislature and the governor lined up to do it. You do, and, and frankly, we're going to have a new governor one way or another. Uh, this time next Can year. Can I say thank you, Jesus? <laughs> <laughs> and that person, I think the first two years of their administration, whether they serve for four years or eight, the first two years of their administration, 
we will feel one way or another 20 years down the road. Because if they can't come in in the first two years and start making big changes, I don't know that they're going to get it done. They have to do it early in the administration. They have to run on some of these ideas, and they have to talk about the, the broken education system that we have, which is, in my opinion, the, the basis, the, the, the beginning of all of our problems in Louisiana is that we're failing our children on an educational level. We have to come in, we have to start fixing things like that. We have to fix the tax code, and we have to do it quickly. The big things that are going to happen are going to happen in the first two years. If we don't accomplish some of these things, then I don't think the next governor can do it. And, but I think the next governor has to do it. No, no, no. I, I think we've been, you know, you know, I know you listen, but we've been set back about 10 years with the governor. We have, I, people get mad all they want to. We've been set back big time. And I don't, if you didn't have all this federal money coming in, what would, what would we be? What would the state of Louisiana look like right now? We might if be, we didn't have all this federal money coming in right now, what would the state look like financially? Yeah, I, th I think we would have spent all the money that we had and we'd be asking for more. Not we, not at the Pelican Institute. We wouldn't be asking for more. But I think that the governor and, and the legislature would, would say they, they have to raise taxes again. And, and we just, we're in a position. I remember several years ago, Louisiana, the same year that Mississippi, I believe, rolled back the franchise tax, we expanded the franchise tax, which is a, an antiquated, bad way to do taxation. We said we're going to do more of it. Others are going to do less of it because they're, they're forward thinking. We can't continue to make those types of decisions. We have to join the club on 0% income you know, tax. Arkansas has uh, uh, Sarah Sander. A leader. Huckabee. They are headed toward no income taxes. Mississippi has been trying to get there and probably will. Man, that puts us in a bad spot when you look at the surrounding states. In Tennessee and Florida and Texas, I mean, you're not going to compete with that. That's right. That that's the that's the problem. You keep, it, us waiting and waiting and waiting, and that's what I, I notice about the state of Louisiana. You have all these ideas that people are coming up with, and y'all included have been there. We just never made them important. And you guys do a good job of working with the legislature to say, "Hey, we need to change something." My question is, have y'all ever had a chance to work with a governor? We've worked with him on a few things. Uh, we, we've had some some legislation that has passed that that he signed. And uh, last year, for example, we had we we wanted to give workers in Louisiana the ability if a, a if a board promulgates a bad rule that they can challenge that rule and they have a chance to win. And he signed the law into he signed it into law. So things like that we've been able to accomplish. And I'm I'm grateful that we were able to get those signatures. We've also gotten vetoes. We got a small, very small education savings account bill vetoed last year, uh, one that would have helped uh, disabled children in particular. And that's a small bill, but we need to pass a bill like that for all Louisiana children. Yeah. And I think the next governor will sign that bill into law, and we can begin the process of, of joining these states. It's rapidly happening across the country. It's happened in West Virginia and Arizona. It's happened, I believe, in Iowa. Sarah Sanders, Huck, or Huckabee oh, yeah. Sanders, is trying to do it in, in Arkansas. I think a big part of her package passed yesterday. Uh, we have to start now. And you're right. We, if you draw a map, and Grover Norquist will be in here later on. He'll have a map for you. Oh, Grover. I ain't seen Grover in a while. I've well, been on a stage <laughs> with it before. Well, we could be the only state. That, all the states that touch Louisiana, like you said, they're going to go might have zero percent income tax who's going to move here if we're still sitting at four and a quarter you know they they and i know y'all worked on insurance and stuff like that as well there was an article that was sent to me last night from a guy that's a banker and uh he's been around for a long time and it, it says insurance crisis could 
hasten Louisiana's young talent exodus. In other words, we got an insurance problem here too. And you think about a job problem, and if you stay here buying that first home or whatever, uh, and, and the insurance with flood insurance and all that, it's making people look elsewhere. So those, it, it, there's a lot of big things we're going to have to correct quickly just to stop the outflow of people. We have a video that we're rolling out today called The Legacy of Leaving, and it interviews people who used to live, live in Louisiana and their families who still live here and they're connected by Zoom rather than being in the same city or state. And it, it's difficult, but there's one family in particular, her son's on video describing he can't come back to Louisiana because the numbers don't work for him. He lives in Texas and it's cheaper for him to live there. The tax system's better for him there. Life's better for, the, for him there. And until we can make Louisiana a place that these folks want to come back to, and, and it's not his job to want to come back here, it's our job to make him want to come back here. We need to make it inviting for him to come back here. Until we can start to do that, we're going to continue to lose our people. Okay, real quick, uh, uh, tell people how to get in touch with y'all. Is it too late to come? It's not too late to come. Uh, show up. Tell them that John K sent you, and I'll make sure you're taking care of Tell them where we are and all that stuff. So people we're at the, the, the Hilton in downtown Baton Rouge. Uh, just come in, ask for Solutions Summit. They'll send you the registration table. We'll take care of you. We'd love to see you. We have a few seats left. It's going to be full. We have legislators from across the state. Uh, we have grassroots folks from across the state people who care about the future of Louisiana. You can find us on the internet, org, and on all the social media channels. You also have uh, a governor's forum later today, don't you? We do have a governor's forum later today. We're going to hear from five of the candidates uh, and excited. It's going to be longer forum conversations. I think they're all going to get uh, 20 minutes on stage. Daniel's going to ask them questions from the book. Uh, and we're going to give them all a copy of the book and hope they adopt our policy solutions. Up there it is, folks. You're welcome to come. They got a room. Come see them. And I know at 2 o'clock they've got a, a governor's form. You can check them out. Thank you, sir. Thanks, Moon. Good to see you as always. All right, it's the Moon Graffon Show, 844-766-6607. There's a Matthew James tax and well, uh, wellness hotline. Not wellness. <laughs> they had nothing to do with wellness. James, <laughs> Matthew James. MatthewJames.com. MatthewJames.com. Wealth Management Hotline. So, Give us a call if you want to be on the program. We'll take a break. We'll be back. Got more guests to come. Jonathan William Georges about budgets. We'll take a break. Be right back. You know that Acadiana Security Plus is the best local choice for commercial security. But did you also know they are ranked nationally as a top 100 integrator? Acadiana Security Plus is your one-step technology partner, offering integrated intrusion and access control, state-of-the-art cameras with video verification, and mass notification. Their app gives you control from anywhere, so your business is always safe and secure. Call Acadiana Security Plus today at 839-1880. That's 839-1880, or visit getaspnow.com. Hey, folks, don't do pain, do you? What am I talking about? The joint chiropractic. It's unlike anything you've experienced. No appointments are necessary. Just walk in. Open evenings and weekends. No insurance hassles, just affordable chiropractic care. Right now, you can take advantage of their new patient special for only $29, which includes consultation, exam, and adjustment. That's a $45 value. Find location in you by visiting thejoint.com. That's thejoint.com. When you think about how you'll spend your money in retirement, what comes to mind? Probably travel, sunny beaches, and spoiling your grandchildren? But a recent survey found that over 30% of every dollar a retiree spends goes to taxes. 
Baby boomers were told for years to save money in their IRAs and 401ks and pay taxes later. Well, now that day has arrived, and boomers are shocked to see a third of their money going back to Uncle Sam. John Blanchett and the Matthew James Financial Group can help. What if you could protect all or most of your retirement wealth from future tax rate increases, achieve a zero or near zero effective tax rate for most of your retirement years? Find out more. 337-366-8366. Isn't it time you got a second opinion on your wealth and retirement outlook? Learn how you could potentially kick the IRS out of your IRA. 337-366-8366 and online at Matthew-James.com. At Mucinex. Welcome back, Mucrofon Show on the road in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. We are here at the Hilton downtown in Baton Rouge in conjunction with our good friends at 107.3 FM uh, Guarantee Broadcast. And uh, and we're here at the Solutions Summit, the Pelican Institute. I'm joined by Jonathan Williams. Jonathan Williams had, uh, he's been on the program before. I think I had him last year. He's the chief economist, executive vice president of, how you say the name, Alec? Anyway, uh, good to see you again. Great seeing you, no, my no, friend. No, where are you positioned yeah. out of? Where are you living? Out of D.C. area. So as oh, I always say, <laughs> greetings from the land of make-believe, you're as working, I always you're say. You're working top down or bottom up. I can't <laughs> ever figure what it's in D.C. Exactly. Uh, tell us a little bit about what you do. So ALEC is the nation's largest nonpartisan membership organization of state legislators. So we work with the men and women who serve in the 50 states uh, that want to good, do good policy, basically, that work on free market issues, that work on limited government, that work on this idea of federalism. So even though we're based in D.C., we believe that power shouldn't be in D.C. It should be in Baton Rouge and other oh, state I, capitals. I, I, got, I got a feeling if y'all looking at budgets in D.C., if you look at the D.C. budget, y'all must be – how you got any oh, hair left? What a mess. It's yeah. a little grayer than it was but, last time I saw you. Mine is too, but y'all keep up with that stuff as well, huh? We do. I mean, it is, you know, it's an abomination what's going on with the federal Absolutely. budget and spending. I mean, $31.5 trillion now in federal debt that we face. Probably last time we talked, it was $25 trillion. You know, a trillion here, a trillion there. Sooner or later, it adds up to real money, unfortunately. Oh, no. Uh, the, uh, one of the books, Rich States, Poor States, uh, this is something y'all, y'all putting out each year? Every year with Dr. Laffer. It's the 14th edition. Yeah, huh? Well, when I, when I glanced through it, and then, I, of course, you gave me a cheat sheet, too. Uh, Louisiana, 50th economic performance rank. And, and, and I know you're shaking your head, but I've been on that for, this is my 30th I'm in my 30th year. And I've been talking about this for 30 years. It is so frustrating. But how, how do you get where we 50? Just give us a couple of three things that y'all went over that really has us back. Yeah, I mean, and uh, coming from Michigan, my home state, we were 50th for a long time, too. So I've lived the pain of what you guys feel right now. That must have been a long time ago because we've been kind of the heroes of 50 lately. Yeah, unfortunately. (laughs) There's a lot of competition at the bottom, unfortunately. (laughs) California, New York, Illinois, all these big government states. But what we look at is uh, the three categories, out-migration, which is a key one, because, you know, as we look at the states that are trying to become more competitive, the states that are doing it right, cutting taxes, becoming more limited government in their philosophy, those are the in-migration states. And when you see the numbers you were just saying was it 70,000 in the last two years on net have left Louisiana that's a huge problem and that goes into this 50th ranking you know the southeast generally has done really well in the last couple years people leaving the big cities 
you know, high tax states and moving to the southeast, but, you know, clearly they're not coming to Louisiana. They're going to the no-income tax states like Texas, Tennessee, Florida, you know, even Arkansas, Soon Mississippi, Arkansas, Mississippi, Alabama. I mean, I was in Alabama last Alabama's week. Alabama's looking at it, too. Alabama's, uh, they're up 25,000 in the last year in migration. So they're seeing the exact opposite. And they ain't got nothing to do with it. By things. the way, I want people to know it has nothing to do with football team. That's right. Exactly. Exactly. But, but you know, Jonathan, these numbers looking, just like in Louisiana on two or three of them, go over quickly. Uh, you know, you mentioned my, my migration, which which I know is sticking us. What are a couple other ones you can mention? Yeah, it's the it's the job growth and the lack of it uh, here relative to other states. And then it's the GDP growth, the overall economic growth of being 48th out of the 50 states in that category. So when you combine all those things together, uh, when you see the lock, lack of job growth, the lack of overall economic growth, no surprise you don't have people coming here, right? People go where there's economic opportunity. Absolutely. And that's one of the key messages from Red States, Poor States. We've been doing this book for 15 years now. People follow better policy and more economic opportunity. You know, our problem has been the reluctance to change to go in the right direction. I'm just being blunt with you. we got a lot of good people here, but we're losing a lot of good people. The people that are leaving are young people. They're educated. You lose people in the 40 and 50s, they get a better opportunity. They go now. And that, that's what you don't, that's what you want to stop. These young people have babies. That's right. Okay, and if they care about education, they're going to make sure their kids are educated and working and doing what's right. Well, you so know, we're losing. and this gets back to my co-author, Art Laffer. Obviously, he came up with the Laffer curve for Ronald Reagan and the idea of when sometimes when you cut taxes, you get more revenue. You don't yeah. lose revenue. And guess what? When you keep people here and you're not losing people and you're actually growing your population, that's a lifetime of earnings that then you get to be the beneficiaries of. So people say we can't afford to cut taxes and compete with Texas that way in other states. So you can't afford not to. Jonathan, <laughs> that's what they do here. That's not the when they say. Okay, you're going to cut income tax, you're going to cut sales tax. You know the first question to ask here? How are you going to make up the revenue? That's, that's, the, that's the first question. It's not okay. Show us how it works. Ronald Reagan was a great example. Of how mm -hmm. it, even President Trump was a great example when you look at those policies of how it works. But here, it's so hard to move. They, we move in a step in the right direction, which, by the way, is, means nothing. Well, you know what about that topic is I wish the same scrutiny, Moon, would get paid to all this spending growth. Like, how is it we don't have the same scrutiny? <laughs> Say, how are you going to pay for it when we want to raise spending? It's just when you want to cut taxes. Oh, no, they, don't, they don't take a step in the right direction when they want to spend. They get in the fastest car that you could buy and, and hit the accelerator and go. They never about it. They don't even care who's paying the bill. And it's such a frustration. Uh, I, I'm taking it there's solutions for all this, too. Yeah, there is. And, you know, and that's the common sense solutions that we're seeing states all across the country do. In the last two years, we've seen 22 states now cut income tax rates, for instance, because they know that's one of the things that's most important to get small businesses to your state and to get individuals to your state. That's the big one to look at, I think, is the income tax. You know, Louisiana has relatively low income tax rates, but, you know, getting to compete with Texas and Tennessee yeah, you, and yeah, Florida. If you, got, if you got a rate and they have zero, you can't compete with 3% and zero, right. can you? Exactly. Exactly. And now with even Mississippi going to the 4% flat tax this last session, Alabama looking to cut taxes, Arkansas under Sarah Huckabee Sanders, they just did that universal school choice bill she signed into law yesterday, which is the most expansive school choice in the country now, and uh, looking to cut taxes as well. So you got a competitive neighborhood problem and <laughs> that the Southeast isn't just a great football powerhouse no. region. It's a great economic powerhouse region. Oh, you got a lot of people live down here and they really don't, you're not seeing a move up north, you're seeing a move around the south. Exactly. Our, most of our loss, losses have come to Texas, Arkansas, and Mississippi. There are a few going to California, and I ain't figured out why. <laughs> they must be almost getting a car wreck with the people from California that are trying to get out, but they're not moving here.
Yeah, that's I right. mean, our migration is a gigantic problem that's never been addressed here. You know why? We won't address the business side. We won't address the family side. We only want to address, make sure we got plenty of money for state government. Yeah, and that's the issue. And, of course, then depending so much on the federal government, you don't even have your budget really under control because you get so much from the feds. Huge issue. They're getting ready to, they're getting ready to change our state to D.C. too. Oh. <laughs> so, so you don't have to move that far. Jonathan Williams, how can people get in touch with you? Alec.org. Alec.org. A-L-E-C. That's right. It's that not simple. Alec Baldwin, the other Alec. No, no, no. The good one. The good one. He, he ain't shot at anybody. All right, we got to take a break. Jonathan Williams, we'll be back more at a Solution Summit right after this. Hey, uh, I, I got a favor to ask them. about Shucks been going there for many, many years. Shucks does a great job. If you like seafood, you got to go to Shucks in Abbeville. I'm telling you right now, there's shrimp, there's oysters, there's fish, all fresh every day right off the boat. So if you want something fresh and you want fresh seafood, you got to go to Shucks. Don't forget, if you're having a party, call Shucks, let them cater the event for you, or you can go pick it up. Shucks, they're waiting on you. If you want a great time and you want great food, you got to go to Shucks in Abbeville. Shucks, oh, they're good. Is your land working for you? The mission here at Magnolia Land Management is to make sure your land works for you. You own it, but we work it. Magnolia Land Management forms alliances with landowners to help them maximize the potential income that can be generated from their piece of land. Agriculture contracts, leasing and property contracts, timber harvesting programs. These are just a few of the types of services we provide families to help turn their dirt into revenue. So if you're thinking of selling your property, don't. First call Magnolia Land Management at 337-329-6742. From the humbling beginning, Dino Hardwoods has tried to provide superior service and quality products for their customers. Hey, I know Charles Altman. He does a great job. If you're looking for lumber, Dino Hardwoods stocks a large selection of domestic and import hardwood lumber in Cypress. You ought to see that stuff. Exotic lumber, they got that as well. Trust in Dino Hardwoods. When it comes to your exotic lumber needs right now, molding, plywood, paint, and L products, they are ready for you. they got three great locations. The corporate office is right here in Broussard, Louisiana. There's an office in Shreveport on 2801 Valley View Drive and one in Tyler, Texas, 12492 Highway 155 North. Hey, if you're looking for something different and something new and somebody who will service you, it's Dino Hardwoods. I'm telling you, don't forget Dino Hardwoods. DinoHardwoods.com, DinoHardwoods.com, great locations. They can service you. They can deliver. DinoHardwoods.com. Check out this great Louisiana company. Support local business. This hour of the Moon Graffon Show is brought to you by Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management. Online at MatthewJames.com. Welcome back. Moon Graffon Show at the Pelican Institute Solution Summit. And, of course, uh, 844-766-6607, Matthew James, Tax and Wealth Management Hotline. And so we want to make sure we mention that with the Hilton downtown Baton Rouge. And this thing goes 
Uh, matter of fact, at 2 o'clock, I think, and I got the, the main man on with me, uh, let him talk a little bit about what's going on, but I know there's a little governor's uh, deal that's going to come on as well, so it's not too late for you to come on out. Daniel Ars Palmer joined me, and Daniel, good to see you, brother. Hey, hey, it's great to uh, be with you. <laughs> and by the way, that's Brandon listening to us on the other Uh-oh. side. Uh-oh. Yeah, he's Trouble. happy. He's happy you in front of me and not him. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel, so uh, let's talk a little bit about the breakout session that yeah. people are in and, and leading up to the luncheon, and then... I think you got a governor's forum coming at 2 o'clock. So That's right. It's kind of set us up what's going on. we got an action-packed day. So we've got uh, on, on stage right now uh, two uh, senators from other states around the country, Iowa and Arizona, who have taken on big tax reform to phase out their income tax, sharing some ideas about how they did it. What should we? What could we learn from what they did? How do we think bigger? You've always said this, right? If we've got to, this is, I agree. We, we, we've got to stop thinking small, especially as we head into this election cycle. Yeah, so. that's, and that's... You know me, Daniel. Me, you've been on enough to know I hate the word "step in the right direction." That's I right. Always have because, and and you know I'm starting to hear people talk about we do need some bigger stuff. Yeah. And I and I'm that you don't understand something. I've been doing this for a long time. I'm tickled to death to hear that yeah. because that means we got people out there that actually understand. Hey, we can't take a small step on everything. I get it. I know some things got to be phased. I, I get it. Yep. Man, when you compete, we got to compete today because these people, and I think you talked about it before, we're just losing so many people. Yeah, that's right. You know, we, we, uh, we're rolling out today. We'll announce it officially later this afternoon. But uh, the most significant campaign, certainly in our organization's history, we rolled out. You've got, got in front of oh, yeah, you the everything. Louisiana comeback agenda here, which is uh, really uh, that big vision with practical steps. Here are the problems and solutions that stop tinkering around the edges, that stop just trying to fix the system. Look, we're, we're 100 years into Huey Long yeah. and, the, and the government he, he, he really uh, drew up here. It's not working. It ain't pretty. <laughs> and, and this may be, you know, I, I said on stage this morning, I, I tire of the this is the most important election of our lifetime kind of stuff. But I think we may look back on this year and say this was among the most monumental opportunities for Louisiana. Because if we elect the right leaders on the right mandate, and that's the important thing. It's not just who gets elected and what people, but what are they running on? What vision are they presenting? And that's what we'll be asking at the gubernatorial forum this afternoon. Yeah, and by the way, uh, there's, there's five. I think it is the four, first four Republicans. I know we hear other people going to get in, but it, it must be Lundy. That's right, Hunter Lundy. And I, and I heard, uh, I think, Case, maybe you said y'all did invite Sean Wilson. We, yep. I want to make sure people know that that's Sean right. was not left out. That's he right. Invited, but he, he just announced. Earth just Hunter Monday. Week, that's right. Yep. So I, mean, I thought that was kind of cool. I'm glad y'all reached out to him. Yeah, well, listen. I, I think it's important. Y'all want to know, you know, you don't know who's going to be the governor. That's right. Those things twist and turn all the time. <laughs> don't we know that? Yeah, oh, God, do we? <laughs> but, uh, you know, Daniel, I was, uh, uh, when, I'm, when I'm looking at the big picture of everything, uh, what do you think the first couple of things a governor has to come in here do? Now, one of the things I want to tell people, because I think you can you go look at all this stuff on your website? Yes, yes. Okay, the reason I say that is, People are fussing me and saying I don't offer solutions. I've actually offered a lot. I ain't read yours, all of yours yet, uh -huh. but I've offered a lot of solutions. Yeah. They didn't want to listen, so they just told me out. Y'all coming up with actually details of everything you want to do. That's right. I mean, they can't say there's not a way to fix it. That's right. That's right. You know, policy got us into this mess, and policy can get us out of it. That's the good news. Yeah. Um, that's right. You can go to pelicanpolicy.org, and all of our research will be officially launching the comeback agenda this afternoon. So uh, log in. If, if you're in town, we do have a few spots left. You're welcome to, to come and register on site at the, the Hilton uh, in downtown Baton Rouge. 
Um, but it's uh, that's right. We've, we've got to present those and, and say we, we put in black and white. There's no secret here. Here are the solutions. Yeah, but here's the thing. Your agenda is written down. That's right. It's not like you're trying to get in and you're going to change everything. No. Like some people do. Uh-huh. Uh, you actually have written an agenda. What has been a response from the legislature so far? So far, so good. You know, I think as, as we talk to folks, you get some of the usual questions. And this is the challenge to take tax reform. The first question, half of the mask is, well, where do you... Where's the money come from? How do you do it? Well, I like talking to the guy that just left in front of you. Yeah. He says, I said, that's all they ever ask is, okay, if you're going to get rid of this, where are we getting that money from? It's, but I don't think that's the right question. No, it's not. Well, and we've always asked the wrong question, right? When we talk about tax or budget, fiscal policy, the question has, has for too often, for too long, been how do we fund government? What is the, you know, what? What does government need? Well, that's the exact wrong question, and that's why we're in the position today. The question is, what do Louisiana families need? What do Louisiana entrepreneurs need? What do you kids sure my need? my name's not in this book? <laughs> <laughs> no, the only reason I say that, Daniel, look, I, I didn't give you any ideas, and anybody on your board ideas. I'm saying that those are the type of things I've always said. Yep. I'm worried about the person, though, yep. the pocketbook. I'm worried about their family staying here to get jobs. Yep. If all that was working out the way it needs to, Government, would, they would have more money than they know what to do with. Right. And unlike what we have now, which is federal money, federal money, federal money, federal money, the governor is going to leave. I don't get you. I'm not getting to talk about the governor. He's going to leave and go, oh, look what I did. Well, if you eliminate the federal money, we're broke. Right. And now people are leaving. What do we do now? Yeah, that's right. We've, we've had, I mean, this is, uh, I just want people to put this in the context of their, their household budget, right? So in Louisiana, in the last seven years, we've gone from $28 billion to $50 billion. Wow. I, my household budget hasn't almost doubled. I don't know about yours, but I suspect my, most... I probably went down, but go ahead. <laughs> You're welcome for that. <laughs> no, but, 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 but you are correct. Yeah. But the problem is, is where you're getting the money That's right. from. That's right. Our state general budget has actually had some growth. Mm -hmm. But the federal money is taking over. But let me... I had a friend of mine who studies the budget in D.C. Uh -huh. And he called me the other day and said, man, I got something that's kind of scary. I said, what? He said, after looking at the budget, they don't want to cut Medicare. They don't want to cut mm -hmm. uh, Social Security. Uh, they don't, the only place that he really can cut, you ready, is money that they send back to states. Mm -hmm. He yep. said, they could save a big time amount of money. What if Louisiana tomorrow, headline says, federal government can only pay, give states 50% of what yep. they're giving now. What do you think is going to happen? That's to right. Us? So it's interesting you bring that up. We're actually at the just starting a project to research, not just, you know, we, we can tell you how much money is coming from the federal government, but to understand the long term implications. So think about this money comes in. We get a lot of money, say, on education, right? It comes yeah. in. We hire, pick a number. 50 people, 30 people. I know where you're going, but go ahead. What happens next? Maybe the, maybe the federal money pays for the short-term expense. Two years. That's right. But then you get fire everybody when the money goes away. And, oh, by the way, they have a pension. They have health care. You know, so if you start to look at we, we say it's free money. And then money. they tell us, well, that's reoccurring expenses. Well, that's you, right. The reoccurring expenses started with the one-time pay exactly for the federal government. Right. But no, that's, that goes on so much. Oh, everywhere. And it's probably in the billions and billions no of dollars. No question about that it. That's why we have to keep paying so So one of the things point. we recommend is, you know, if, if, if lawmakers are going to say yes to federal money, they should be transparent to say what are the strings attached to it and come Not up long. with a plan to say if it, money goes away, how are we going to what, – what happens next? So there's just transparency. This is, you know, there's this idea it's this money tree in, in Washington somewhere, and that's our money too. In fact, 
really, this is our grandkids or great grandkids' money because yeah, we're borrowing. That tree, that tree is burning down. Oh, it's just. That's what I'm saying. Yep. We could be called DC too. We're dependent. That's right. And the governor and them has got us so dependent on federal money, but yet they're going around and the media doesn't get it. Yep. Oh, we got a great budget. The next governor comes along, federal money goes, and they say, look at this governor. Don't uh -huh. know what the hell he's doing. Yep. That's we, what I think's happening. We got to get this in line. So. How can people find out more about you guys and, and, and get involved? Because I want to say this is a solution summit. That's right. It's, it's a solution to the problems that we have. That's right. And we're an optimistic bunch. We're happy warriors. Oh, we are. Um, oh, so I'm glad to see that, matter of fact. That's right. We, we're having some fun today. But you can go to pelicanpolicy.org. If you're on all those social media, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. And get involved in the conversation. Sign up. Our newsletters are not overbearing. They're informative. They're a little fun. Uh, but we're going to have a lot more to say in the in the coming months and years. Dan Yers, Palmer, always a pleasure. Pelican Institute Solution Summit is here. You can come still at the Hilton downtown Baton Rouge. Come check them out. they got a great organization. They're actually trying to fix something. 844-766-6607 is the number. It's the Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management Hotline. Thank you, Daniel. Thanks for being here. I appreciate you. All right, brother. All right, we got to take a break. Be back. More to come on the Moon Grafford Show on the road in conjunction with our good friends at 107.3. FM Guarantee Broadcast and right here in Baton Rouge. We'll be right back. You know that Acadiana Security Plus is the best local choice for commercial security. But did you also know they are ranked nationally as a top 100 integrator? Acadiana Security Plus is your one-step technology partner, offering integrated intrusion and access control, state-of-the-art cameras with video verification, and mass notification. Their app gives you control from anywhere, so your business is always safe and secure. Call Acadiana Security Plus today at 839-1880. That's 839-1880, or visit getaspnow.com. Hey, folks, don't do pain, do you? What am I talking about? The joint chiropractic. It's unlike anything you've experienced. No appointments are necessary. Just walk in. Open evenings and weekends. No insurance hassles. Just affordable chiropractic care. Right now, you can take advantage of their new patient special for only $29, which includes consultation, exam, and adjustment. That's a $45 value. Find location in you by visiting thejoint.com. That's thejoint.com. When you think about how you spend your money in retirement, what comes to mind? Probably travel, sunny beaches, and spoiling your grandchildren? But a recent survey found that over 30% of every dollar a retiree spends goes to taxes. Baby boomers were told for years to save money in their IRAs and 401ks and pay taxes later. Well, now that day has arrived, and boomers are shocked to see a third of their money going back to Uncle Sam. John Blanchett and the Matthew James Financial Group can help. What if you could protect all or most of your retirement wealth from future tax rate increases, achieve a zero or near zero effective tax rate for most of your retirement years? Find out more. 337-366-8366. Isn't it time you got a second opinion on your wealth and retirement outlook? Learn how you could potentially kick the IRS out of your IRA. 337-366-8366 and online at Matthew-James.com. Here's another thousand. Welcome back. Moon Graffon Show. Great to have you with us. We're in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, Hilton, Baton Rouge, downtown. We're in conjunction with our friends at uh, 107.3 FM, of course, Guaranteed Broadcast. And right here in Baton Rouge, you can listen to us live. they got great programming all day. 
and we'll be here till noon today broadcasting. Uh, I'm honored to have Vance Ginn joins us. Uh, he is with Ginn Economic Cons Consulting. How you doing, sir? I'm doing well. Doing well. I'm, uh, I'm also the uh, chief economist at the Pelican Institute, so we've got a lot to talk about yeah, today. <laughs> I, 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 you're coming after Daniel. That makes it interesting. Uh, yes. When you look, uh, what kind of stuff are you going to be? I, I know you got a breakout session. You get ready to talk about budget. What kind of stuff are you going to be talking to this group? about our budget in particular and things that are, are good, bad, and ugly. Well, there's a lot to go through, as you know. Uh, and, and, it's and big. Part, it's really big. It's really big. It's a big budget. It's grown a lot. And we've got to first start getting that down to where you can start reining in the growth of government, right? The, the ultimate burden of government is not by how much it taxes, it's how much it spends. So if you can't rein in government spending, you're not reining in the size and scope of government that in, you know, kind of infiltrates all of our lives. How do you, how do you balance... Uh, right now, we got so much federal money in this state coming in. I mean, we really do, and it's because of hurricanes, floods. It's not because we have the economic boom here. Mm -hmm. and, and that's what the governor and the media is trying to say. Oh, things are great. Well, they write, they write checks for they can't cash in Washington, D.C. How do you, how do you weigh, weigh that when you're talking to a group and start talking about budgets in Louisiana? Well, that's one of the big things I'm going to talk about. Because 44% of the overall budget in Louisiana is from federal funds. But it's just coming out of one pocket, right? It's either coming out of your right pocket or left pocket. It's coming out of one of your pockets. And so you, you grow dependent on the federal government and what they're going to do. And I also spent a year in the, in the White House, in the Trump White House, uh, as, office, as the chief economist of Office of Management and Budget. And look, they've got a freight train that's ready to stop at, at some point because they've got $31.4 trillion in national debt. Interest on the debt's going to be over a trillion dollars soon. It's one thing after another where they're going to have to start cutting the budget. What's one of the places they're going to cut is the states. So states like Louisiana, when almost half of your budget is dependent on the federal government, you've got to start to say, look, we've got to get our own fiscal house in order because they're going to, they're going to start wrecking it you know, pretty soon. You know, Vance, I, I, I think the lawmakers, and I know the governor at this point don't care. He's mm. on the way out. But I think up the road, you've got to look at what if the, what if the federal government came in tomorrow and said, hey, guys, I'm, I'm sorry. And I just talked to, I talked to a guy that's been in the banking business for a long time, and he said, Moon, I'm, my buddies and lobbyists up in Washington are saying that if you look at the budget, the federal budget, the only place and the biggest place they could cut is how much money they send back to the states. That's right. And, and all I got, what if they call the state of Louisiana and say, hey, guys, we're going to cut you all 30% this year? What if, what's going to happen to that budget that you didn't dove into? That's right. That's right. It would be, be a huge cut. In the ground, huh? That's right. That's right. And these are real people. Right. So so people are being influenced by these dollars as well. It's not just the money, dollars and cents. That really doesn't matter. It's the number of people who are using these funds for SNAP food stamps, right, to help pay for their kids to have to have food on the table yeah. and everything else, they're the ones that are going to be affected by that. And that's one reason why I'm also going to be talking about when you restrain government spending, we need to find tax reform and relief to allow for more job creation to be created in Louisiana and that are well-paid jobs. So that way people are not dependent on all these programs. That's how you get away from the federal government. Yeah, we, we, uh, we're, not, we're not high on the economic list with a lot of things. we got so many people that are, are, are dependent on the budget, mm -hmm. on the government. And, and that becomes the problem. I think we get people down in bad roots sometimes, and really they look at government as, well, you know what, we're here for government, so let's start getting as much as we can for government. Yeah. That's a problem. Yes. And it causes a problem, just like Medicaid. You know, you had this big expansion, but what you really did was got people hooked on government a way of life. Mm -hmm. People that probably can go do for themselves. I'm not saying it's not a purpose for sure. Medicaid. I didn't say that. But when you just expand it like that, that can become a big problem. It's a dependency. Right, and when you become dependent on something, you want to keep more of it, Absolutely. more of it, and so government ends up growing like inertia. <laughs> it just keeps growing and growing over time, and instead we got to say, look, it's time to stop. 
The place where well-paid jobs and human flourishing happens is in the productive private sector. Government should be there to preserve liberty and allow us in the private sector to be able to flourish and do the things that we want to do, not try to direct our lives and socially engineer society. That's not what government's about. And, and it has become that way in a lot of places in Louisiana, especially at the federal level as well. So all this stuff needs to be reined in, but it's influencing the tax code, um, the, the number of people that want to stay in Louisiana. Look, we've got, we've got a drain of people leaving. And if you can't grow an economy and have a well-flourishing civil society, if people are leaving. I had the guy with Rich State, Poor State, gentleman on a while ago. Jonathan Williams. Jonathan came on here. And uh, I I love talking to him, too, because he had so much wisdom about what was going on. But if you look at, uh, hey, brother, uh, 50th economic performance ranking, Louisiana, there's no urgency to change that. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem. You've got to have urgency to change it, but you've got to have people with guts to change the direction. Our trajectory here has been the same trajectory for 50, 60 years. Yeah. It's been put on steroids in the wrong direction. Yeah. If, the, if, if education reform is giving teachers pay raises, then let's give them 100000 a year and we ought to be fixed, right? Yeah, that's right. And, but that's what we're doing with the governor right now. Yes, yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, and there's another good one out there. Tax Foundation has a report. The Business Tax Climate Index shows that um, Louisiana is the 12th lowest, 12th worst in the nation. That's a lot of improvement you need. No wonder that 36,000 people left last year. No wonder businesses aren't moving here. These are the sort of things that we need to change that idea and move to a flat income tax with the eventual elimination of the income tax because that's what other states are doing. Okay, let me ask you a question because this is the one thing, and I think it's a dumb question, but I'm going I'm to give it to you. Because here's what they do. When you start talking about get rid of a tax, the first thing they do is how you replace the revenue. And I'll be honest with you, that's the wrong question. Mm. That's a dumb question. Mm-hmm. What about families? How do we get them to... Prosper here, stay here, don't move here. Why don't we ask that question first? And let's deal with that second. But it's always how do you replace government money? Yeah. Yeah. And that's not that's not it. That's not the, the question, but that's no. what everybody asks. Right. I was at Lobby the other day. Wagonspack was up there. He said, Well, how do you replace the money? I thought, that ain't the question. Mm-hmm. That's not. No, it's backwards. Because because you're exactly right. We should be thinking about families. How are families gonna prosper? Not thinking about how government, quote unquote, will prosper, <laughs> where their money's that's, coming from. That's what happens I when know. you say, when you say, "Why you replace the revenue?" You said, "How does government stay whole?" Mm-hmm. Oh, look, if I'm not whole, I got to move. That's right. That's right. And, and I, I, but it starts with spending restraint, right? If, if you don't cut the size and scope of government through government spending restraint or cutting government spending, then it's hard to have tax relief. We don't want to run into the problem that Kansas did. Where they cut taxes, they spent more, and then they had to raise taxes. Well, they didn't have well, to, but they chose to raise taxes later. One of the few people I've ever heard say you can cut taxes, but you can't raise expenses. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that's what happens. And conservatives get in trouble. They cut taxes, okay, but they want everything over here to be spending. Then they look up, they're in trouble. Yes. But it's not about replacing the revenue. It's about, okay, if we're going to cut something, that means we have X amount of dollars. But if it's targeted to economic growth and it takes off you're going to make that revenue back up you will but you can't go over and overspend no because you, you never catch up no yeah and so you know i'm not one of, i'm an economist right i got a phd in economics but i'm not one of those will say that tax cuts just pay for themselves because initially there will be a drop in revenue because you're cutting the tax i'm not arguing with that and no and that's where the government spending comes in you got to cut government spending at the same time think about it this way when you cut taxes and you have more economic growth you have fewer people that are going to be in poverty Fewer people that are going to need those Bingo, programs. So we don't need to keep spending at the same rate as you did before. Yeah. What I was saying, though, if, if, if you add 3% to your budget every yeah. year and you cut taxes, and, and let's just say it happened to be 3%. When you keep your budget the same, you cut the 3%, and guess what happens? 
Yeah. You were talking about a 3% increase. You're not going to do that this year. Now you can probably balance it out and catch up. That's I true. I think that's what that's you're true. saying. Yeah, that's you're, what I'm saying. You're basically saying, hey, you want to cut, you might have a little less money. You got to play for that for the short term, but it's got to kind of go with businesses being able to prosper. As well. That's exactly right. And you, you need businesses, you need well-paid jobs. I mean, look, Louisiana has the structure, the ecosystem of a well-functioning, well-flourishing economy, right? It's got the ports, it's got oil and gas, got a great culture, I agree. all these great things. We just need the taxes to get out of the way. There's some regulations too that are too high. Yeah. All those things are. What it really comes down to is that policies matter. And the policies have got to change so that we can have more flourishing here. Quick question for you before I let you go. His name is Vance Ginn. He's Ginn Economic Consultant. He's also working with the Pelican Institute. Is that uh, how long should it take for us to see results if we were able to do some of the stuff that you're talking about? Is it one of those things you two years you're going to start seeing it, five years? i like to know because... A lot of times when they do stuff, they never tell us, here's when you're going to start seeing improvement. I think the results will be immediate. Because whenever you say you have a flat income tax, for example, that changes the, the, the future. That changes the expectations yeah. for these businesses and for these people who are wanting to leave. They're like, you know what? I don't want to leave anymore. I can stay here. I have more money in my pocket. I can have more profitability if I'm a firm. You know, all those things. I think it's overnight that you see those reforms. We don't have to wait. And, 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 and Louisiana will be better off in the process. Oh, no doubt about it. All right, uh, Vance, real quick, yep. how can people get in touch with you to find out more about you? So, Chief Economist at the Pelican Institute. You can go to pelicaninstitute.org, O-R-G. Um, you can also find me on Twitter, uh, Vance Ginn. I tweet a lot about these sort of issues. Thank God you, sir. Bless you, sir. God bless you. I appreciate you. it. You got your card. I'll be back in touch with you. Sounds good. All right, folks, we've got to take a break. You're listening to the Moon Graffon Show on the road. We're here at the Baton Rouge. And Baton Rouge is the Hilton and Baton Rouge and downtown Baton Rouge, and they've still got room if you want to come by. We'll take a break. Be back in just a few minutes. Ninety-six five KPEL Brobridge Lafayette. A Town Square Media Station, broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. All aboard at the Senate. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. At a hearing putting a railroad CEO on the hot seat over last month's toxic train derailment in East Palestine, Ohio. These Ohioans are worried about whether their water is safe to drink, the air is safe to breathe, whether their kids will get sick, whether their crops are contaminated. Senator Sherrod Brown, a Democrat from Ohio, says that accident and others are preventable. If Norfolk Southern had paid a little more attention to safety and a little less attention to its profits. And there's a bipartisan push for more rail regulations. CEO Alan Shaw just told Senators. I want to begin today by expressing how deeply sorry I am. And he vows. Norfolk Southern will clean the site safely, thoroughly, and with urgency. And keep monitoring air and water and pay affected residents millions of dollars. President Biden will leave later this hour for Philadelphia to unveil his 2024 fiscal year budget plan. Fox's Ryan Schmelz is at the White House where they say... The deficit will be reduced by $3 trillion over the next decade without raising taxes on those making less than $400,000 a year. Ahead of the release, some Republicans like Pennsylvania Congressman Dan Muser tell Mornings with Maria the budget will not be good for the American 
American economy. This is an anti-growth budget and a heavy spend budget. Republicans have said they will not approve the president's proposed tax hikes. At least nine people are dead across Ukraine where there are power outages, damages from another Russian barrage. And Russia fired 80 missiles, about 40 of them managed to get through. Some of those that got through are these advanced missiles, hypersonic. They go faster than the speed of sound. They're called kinjals or daggers. And really shockingly, one of the targets yet again was the largest nuclear power plant in Europe, in Zaporizhia. Its electric power has been knocked off the system. Right now, it is running on backup diesel generators. That's Fox's Steve Harrigan in Kiev. America's listening to Fox News. Hey, it's Jesse Kelly. Are you paying attention to China, Russia, and Ukraine? Any reminders of the Cold War days? If you've been on the fence about buying gold and silver, now is the time to make the call. Securing your IRA or 401k with real gold and silver is a portfolio protection plan, and Oxford Gold has made it as easy as one, two, three. Call Oxford Gold right now and ask about bonus opportunities you may be eligible for. 833-404-GOLD. That's 833-404-G-O-L-D. It can be dangerously easy to steal your identity during tax season because so much sensitive info was all together. Before we start the annual meeting of Sean's personal info, uh, has anyone seen social security number? Not me. Nope. Nuh-uh. Oh, no. He's been stolen. LifeLock by Norton makes it easy to help protect yourself. If you become a victim, we'll work to fix it. No one can monitor all transactions, but you can save up to 25% off your first year with promo code NEWS at LifeLock.com. Identity theft protections. Your news update brought to you by Home Furniture Plus Bedding. Over 40,000 furniture and mattress choices in stock and ready for delivery. Home Furniture Plus Bedding. Well, The views expressed in the following show are those of the hosts or hosts only. They do not represent News Talk 96.5 KPL or Town Square Media. Back Moon Graffon show as we rock and roll. We're in Baton Rouge today, in conjunction with our friends at 107.3 FM uh, Guarantee Broadcast. And of course, uh, Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management Hotline 844-766-6607. And uh, got an old friend here. I have not seen him in a long time, but it yeah. is really good to see him. His name is Grover Norquist. You've seen him on all the national programs, and he's the president of America for tax reform, and uh, he likes low income taxes. I think he likes no income taxes better, but how you doing, Grover? I, I am doing well, and, and zero is the best number for income taxes. <laughs> no doubt about it. Uh, I'm glad you made it down here with the Pelican. It's delighted to. Delighted good. to. It's good to see you. All right, uh, let's talk a little bit about, because uh, you're really all over the country, the states with no income tax versus the states with income tax. Why is it making a big difference? How is it making a big difference? It, it's interesting, but people only more recently have noticed the number of people leaving the blue states going to red states but what when you get drill below that they're moving from high income states california new york new jersey to zero income tax states texas tennessee florida 
and there are eight states with no income tax. There are now another 12 states that are moving towards zero. We've got uh, t uh, 11, 12 states that have flat rate taxes, which is second best. Zero is the best, but second best is flat rate because a single rate tax, the politicians, when they want more money, have to look everybody in the eye and say, I'm going to raise all your taxes, and then they yeah. back off. Or if they want to cut taxes, then I'm going to cut everyone's taxes, and it's very popular. With a graduated or progressive income tax, where some people pay one rate and others, whenever you cut it, how do you tell whether somebody else is getting more than you or less than you or something? And when they want to raise it, they just pick one group, mug them, yeah. and then they wait a few years, go pick another group, mug them, and everybody's taxes go up over time. So single rate taxes are the best protection. And the best, best protection is zero, because going from zero to one is very difficult. I'm about to say, when you're trying to add any and everybody's paying none, it's kind of... Uh, but it's not only been this, it's also been uh, business taxes and things of that nature. Louisiana, I know you had a study what we've done. You wouldn't be down here speaking. Uh, they did a little adjustment on the income tax. Uh, me and Daniel, I get after Daniel sometime, but it's all in, always in fun, because I really like what they're trying to do for the state of Louisiana. But I didn't, I didn't like just jacking with it. Louisiana needs help, and we need help quick. And these steps, we take steps in the right direction, but we normally take one, and then we don't move again. While other states are running, yeah. we're still over here walking. What, don't you think you could do that? Is this something you could do in a year? Is this something you got to start phasing over 10 years and five? How, how do you think that's the best way for Louisiana to approach this? Um, I, first of all, you have to look and see what money, if you have cash set aside, number of states do, which they can then use to help pay down tax cuts to begin with to make it easier for to the transition. Most states are doing something with triggers uh, and you can set up triggers depending on how aggressive you want to be on limiting spending that says when revenue comes up above the amount yeah. you're planning to spend, half of it or three quarters of it goes to permanently reducing the income tax and the other goes to general spending. So there is money for other stuff, but this is what they're using in North Carolina. Um, now, it took them a while to get going, which is why they're a great state to watch, because they'd made all the mistakes early, and then they figured out what was working best. And they, uh, they're basically on a glide path to zero. Uh, they're, they'll have no corporate income tax in four years, and the, income, and the personal income tax will be gone in about six. Uh, and they just took it, and they just they took a while to get spending under control, uh, and then they just brought it, it down. It, it's funny you said it like that. Grover Norquist, my special guest, American for tax reform, he is the president. He's been in for a while. It's funny you said that because I was getting ready to ask you about the spending side. It's, it, it, we focus a lot on the income side, but the spending side is our problem, not only in Washington, D.C., but probably all 50 states. And Nobody cities. wants to stop spending our money yep. and our kids' money. I guess we're on the grandkids' kids now. Yep. And so how do you handle the spending part? Because that's going to have to come into play I, I think you, you put in a sweetener, which is why are we reining in spending? Because when we do not spend so much we can and will, and they put it into law, we will, Mississippi passed a law that said, look, we're gonna spend limited growth, and that's gonna force income tax reductions. They, they're bringing it down to a single rate tax, uh, 4% from where they were, uh, and the Senate and uh, the House and the President are go to, good to go to zero. The Senate's a little slow. Uh, so sometimes this takes a while to get one of the bodies to to move on. You think you think there's they're sending slow. I said it is the death nail for everything. I mean, it, it kills more, and it's been like that for a long time. Yeah. It's not with the current president, but it's just been like that for a long time. Seems like when we got these good bills, we always fall a few bill, few votes short. Is well, there a way? That's what I'm saying. Is it a way to do it where you get more people on board so everybody will understand? 
this is not about today as much as it is as about tomorrow. But if you don't plan today for tomorrow, you never get to tomorrow. When people understand that other states, it's not just the eight states, and they can go, oh, Florida's got sun and so on. Yeah, South Dakota doesn't have that. In no, Wyoming, no, not go, much sun they at got all. zero income tax. <laughs> it rains all day in Washington state. They have no income tax. Um, and uh, Alaska will take a while to defrost. But uh, these are states that are attracting people because they're at zero. There are 12 states en route to zero, from North Dakota to West Virginia just passed a bill that will bring them to zero over the next 10 years. But they start with a 20% cut and then 10% a year to take it down. Uh, you're looking should, should at... We, should we be able to do this in four or five years? Four or five to get to zero? Four to five is tough, but 10 is do doable in most states. Yeah, I always wonder if it's going... The, the reason I ask that, uh, Grover, is... We've been a state that the legislature gets excited when we take a quote, step in the right direction. I think we're in a position, uh, if you look at our economic performances at 50, it's a lot in a lot of cases, we need something big. And so to some people, it might seem radical, which you're not talking about radical. You're talking about things that work and you can prove it by the numbers. So my big concern is why can't we do some of this big? And it goes back, I guess, to spending. That if the, the more you can keep spending down, the bigger you can go to begin with. The other one is once, if you have a governor that's pushing it, or in the case of uh, Mississippi, a House We don't speaker, have a governor. But, <laughs> you need, I know, you guys need to get, to, can't you we get yourself a governor? governor? <laughs> but November, don't we get a new governor yes, sir, in November? Yes, sir, okay, get two, that they're less expensive. Yeah, yeah, um, I agree. Yeah, but it's very important to get a governor to help push on this. And then when the business community and citizens in the state go, this, you mean you're really committed to going all the way to zero, changes the dynamics completely. Because now when more money comes in, instead of the spending interest go me, 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 you've got voters going, wait a minute, the agreement was that we get half or three quarters of any increase in less ta lower taxes, and the ignored voters and taxpayers become the co-equals of the spending interest. Yes, Grover Norquist, my special guest, president of American Tax Reform. See, that's the problem here, too. When you start talking about taking money out of government, the panic sets in. The, the media is great about telling, oh, you can't do that. You can't afford that. And it starts people getting nervous about government. And we're such a, I mean, we, we could be called DC2. We got so much federal money coming in. But they'll say, well, you know, if you get rid of this money, you got to have you got to have money to matching funds and matching funds on the road. You see, so it, they take it all away in this big government movement we have here. That, that Except the really federal government's us. the federal government's running out of money. Oh, they've been broke. Over time, they're going to be pulling back. And one of the things they'll do less of is hand money off to cities well, and states. I'm glad you said I got, I got a call from a banker buddy of mine. He's been in 50 years. He's been on Wall Street and everything. And he said, Moon, he's, he's, he's got some experts up there, some lobbyists, some people that do what you do. And he says, when they look at the budget, you know, Medicare and, and Social Security, they're not going to cut that. They're not going to touch it. He says, after looking at the budget, the only thing they can touch is look at all the money going to the states. A state like us that's so dependent on the federal government, they cut 20% of the budget. All the stuff we're talking about is shot out the shot in the hell in a handbasket. Yeah. And that's a shame because we, we put ourselves in this position. And the stuff you're talking about are from progressive states. Not I don't like the term. There's states that want to move forward and states that want to do well, and they want to keep their citizens here. Yeah. We've got our migration problem. Why a job? So we, we're dealing with a lot of stuff here. And I think if you know Daniel Erst's poem in the 
Pelican yeah. Institute. Oh, Pelican stuff. Institute's great. Yeah, they, they, they've, they're doing everything they can to get people's attention to say, hey, guys, we got to start fixing some of this stuff. Yeah, this school choice and phasing down to a single rate and to zero are the two things that all of the red states are doing. And the giant sucking sound of people out of the high-tax states to low-tax states to zero is going to dramatically increase in size and speed because not only will people be moving to a state that's either at zero or going to zero, which is almost as good. I mean, if you're credibly going to zero, I'll move there. Yeah. I don't have to wait till you've you actually know, done it if I know it's happening. Yeah. Um, and the second part is if you have school choice in your Iowa and you give $7,600 to every parent to take to any school they want because that's education savings account school choice, all of us, you got four kids, moved to Iowa and it helps on education and they're going to zero on the income tax. Both of those together will pe take people out of California much faster than just the one. Well, you know, they keep trying to tell us how we're a low-tax state. I'm, I'm telling you, we're a high-maintenance state. We're a high-dependency state. And we're the only state in the South losing people. And a lot of them are going to Texas. We're losing more people to Texas than any other state. We're losing. Everything you just said would, would, would leads to that. Yeah. Well, Grover, it's been my pleasure, man. I, I, I hope that through the Pelican Institute, some of these legislators, they'll listen to you guys so we can make some differences that actually makes our state in a, in a positive light. It's a great place to live. We've got great people. It is. It the, is. The yeah. problem is we've got so many people leaving. Yeah. Yeah. Well, nothing wrong with East Germany other than the government. <laughs> it's been, a, it's been a, a pleasure, my friend, and it's been a long time. Good to see you. We'll have you back on. I'll talk to you soon. I'd love we'll to. We'll get you on a radio program. We have a little bit more extended time. Good. Grover Norquist, folks. American for tax reform. And, uh, boy, I'll tell you what, he's been there a long time. Let's take a break. We'll be back. We hit the Pelican Institute. And, of course, we're doing their – they're doing God's work. We're doing God's speed to help them out. We'll take a break. Be right back. Folks, my friends at Schumacher Homes are committed to making the custom home building process as enjoyable and hassle-free as possible. They recently took home gold, the National Association of Home Builders, for best virtual sales experience from their website. Hey, that means it was easy. People liked it, and they loved what they got into. Provides homeowners with the opportunity to customize their dream home all from the conference of their current home. How about that for service? Plus, it even features an online floor plan finder to help you find a perfect match for your needs. SchumacherHomes.com. SchumacherHomes.com. Go to the website. Website account area is free, and it's a great way to start exploring building your custom home. They're going to build it from start to finish. They're going to walk with you every step of the way. SchumacherHomes.com. SchumacherHomes.com. If you want a custom home and you want it built right and you want to be proud of it, you owe it to yourself to go to SchumacherHomes.com, SchumacherHomes.com. I promise you, when you go there, it's going to be an experience like no other. SchumacherHomes.com. Let them build that custom home for you. Louisiana is unique. The food, the festivals, even the bugs. Pests in Louisiana are as unique as our state, and you need experience to keep the pests away. Termites are responsible for more than $1 billion of damage in Louisiana alone. J&J &J Exterminating has over 55 years experience in keeping your home safe. Trust J&J &J Exterminating to shield your home, business, and property 365 days a year with 100% satisfaction guarantee. J yeah. Line One is a business telecom provider. Line One specializes in cloud-based communication with superior customer service. If you're frustrated with phone bills you can't understand, endless hold time to customer support, and phone system that is not meeting your needs, then you need to go to Line.One and schedule a free consultation to advance your business phone system. Line One, technology with a human touch. Go to Line.One and tell them Moon sent you. 
Again, that is line.one. There's a great reason. Welcome back. Moon Show on the Road, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. We're here at the uh, Hilton Baton Rouge downtown with the Pelican Institute and Solutions Summit. Uh, we're going to jump over and talk a little bit about school choice. Robert Inlow is my special guest, president and CEO of Ed Choice. And uh, first of all, first of all, it's nice meeting you. Good seeing you, sir. Nice meeting you. Thanks for having me. Uh, no problem. All right. Uh, it is the big movement. It is the big movement. I think uh, we're talking off there. You said you've been doing this a lot longer than a lot of people. Almost 30 years. You've been doing this as long as I have my radio program. So what is it about school choice that has really worked, that you've seen work, and why Louisiana need to get its act together and jump on this bandwagon? Happy to do that. So Ed Choice is the formerly the Milton and Rose Friedman Foundation for Educational Choice. Milton Friedman was the architect of the modern school choice movement. He's the one that came in 1955 and said it's fairer and more equitable to separate the government financing of education from the government running of schools. That's the problem in education. Basically, you have a government-owned monopoly. So we've been fighting for 27 years for the ability to parents to choose any school with all the money. And not just any school, any learning environment. And so we've seen massive growth. So when we started, there were six school choice programs in America in six states. There are now 76 programs in 32 states. It's growth. But the growth hasn't been the kind we want. Louisiana was part of that growth early on. We were very instrumental at, at, at Freeman Foundation in trying to help uh, enact and, and, and empower the Louisianans with the school choice programs that were done in 2007 and 8. But those programs were very limited. And what happened has recently is we were trying to say it's universal choice. It can't be choice for some. It has to be choice for all. Oh, a good point. And that's the goal, right? And so that's what's happening with education savings accounts. It's choice for all, not for some. And that's just what our traditional public schools is about. You can, everyone, every billionaire, every poor person gets access to public education. And the same thing should be true of all education. You know, one of the things that I think y'all battle, you know, I'm friends with a lot of people at home school, parochial school, private school which is all good. Everybody jumps up and down and says, well, they're trying to take all the money out of the public schools. That's not what y'all are trying to do. You're trying to get money to follow the kid so the parents can choose what's best for them. Like in Louisiana, there are very good pockets of public schools. I'm telling you, there's good pockets. of. We got some very bad ones, too. And so if you take all the different ways that we teach kids, why not let the parents say, you know, I'm tired of going to this school. This school's not working for us and leave. It's not going to it's not a negative. It's a positive. The, the data is very clear. It is a total positive. And you have to start from the premise that I trust parents. We should trust parents. And we know from the data that every single child who leaves a uh, traditional school and goes and accepts a uh, private school choice program actually saves the state and district's money. It's just uh, it's clear. And that's because in Louisiana, you're spending around 13000 per kid. Yeah, the scholarship program in Louisiana is only 6900 so someone's going to have to tell me where that difference goes. I know where it goes. It goes back into the system, right? The reality is, is just like our public schools, when someone moves from one district to another district, the money follows them. We just want that to be across the board. We're a sector agnostic. We don't care if it follows into a public school, a charter school, an online school, a, a private school. We want the dollars to follow kids, fund students, not systems. By the way, Robert Inlow, my special guest, Ed Choice, uh, President and CEO. Some, another misnomer that uh, they're going to take the schools and it's all going to go to the private schools. Look, I, 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 I've been living here my whole life. Private schools cannot handle all those people. 
the public schools will probably have to blossom because if you got one over here where you're losing everybody, you might have a problem there. You know, and for a few to go away might not be a bad thing. Yeah. It doesn't mean the charter or any other schools are automatically going to succeed. Parents can make that decision. And in private schools, you know, you got private schools fail all the time. Correct. Why? Because parents said no. Yeah. Parents said no. And that's what, you, that's what I love about what you guys are doing. You're putting the parent back in charge, not the bureaucracy. Yeah. What's that's wrong true. with that? There's nothing wrong with that. And the parents are in charge and have been in charge in education for years. They just had to move or pay twice. Right, and the paying twice was in taxes and tuition, and that's just unacceptable, right? The the fact is, is our current system of public education. Now, let me say that our current system of government-run schools, right, um, are trying to teach to the middle. No one system can teach every single child what they need to know. The purpose of public education is different. It's different for your kids. It's different for my kids. I had an autistic child who I loved to death, and my goal was get him out of high school, get him through a college degree, and get him out of my house so that he could be independent. <laughs> and that's what he did. I didn't care if he scored on a test. I didn't care any of that. I cared that he was able to complete and get through and have a job. And that's awesome. what mattered to me. Yeah, I got a, I got a special kid that always be with me. Yeah. So what we did with school, we approached it totally different than everybody else. That's right. I knew she probably was not going to leave, and she's not. That's right. So, but she got a lot of social skills and developed some things that I was looking different than, than yours. Now, my, my three boys, glad they left. <laughs> love them to see them. I love to see the grandbabies, but I'm glad they left. But that's the point. That education is different for every single family and every single child. Why do we think that one-size-fits-all system is the right way to do well, this? Well, that's, that's, that's bureaucracy. Hey, uh, Robert, real quick, because i only got a minute left. How can people get in touch with you? I know you're here to help the Pelican Institute today, but just to find out more about your organization. Yeah, super excited to be here at the Pelican Institute Solutions Summit. Uh, edchoice, uh, edchoice.org, edchoice.org, we're the nation's leading voice for school choice around the country. All right, where are you, where are you based out of? We happen to be based out of Indianapolis, Indiana, but that was just by quirk of fate. We, we are a national <laughs> group that goes anywhere. No, no, I'm good, and I, what I want to do is, uh, now that I got your card, I'm not going to give it back. I thought I was. I like orange. Uh, was to get you on a little bit longer time period on my program that's heard around almost every part of, every part of the, uh, Louisiana. We syndicate around. I want to get you back on. Oh, I love that. Thanks. Appreciate God you. bless you, sir. Thank you so much, and I hope y'all still have continued success because we need to. But I want it to happen in Louisiana. We need it to happen here and now. Thanks. Thank you. God bless. All right, we'll take a break. More to come. Moon Graffon Show on the road at the Pelican Institute Solution Summit. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. What am I talking about? The joint chiropractic. It's unlike anything you've experienced. No appointments are necessary. Just walk in. Open evenings and weekends. No insurance hassles. Just affordable chiropractic care. Right now, you can take advantage of their new patient special for only $29, which includes consultation, exam, and adjustment. That's a $45 value. 
Find location of you by visiting thejoint.com. That's thejoint.com. You know that Acadiana Security Plus is the best local choice for commercial security. But did you also know they are ranked nationally as a top 100 integrator? Acadiana Security Plus is your one-step technology partner, offering integrated intrusion and access control, state-of-the-art cameras with video verification, and mass notification. Their app gives you control from anywhere, so your business is always safe and secure. Call Acadiana Security Plus today at 839 839- 1880. That's 839-1880. Or visit getaspnow.com. Oh, Shucks, you've been hearing me brag about Shucks. Been going there for many, many years. Shucks does a great job. If you like seafood, you got to go to Shucks in Abbeville. I'm telling you right now, there's shrimp, there's oysters, there's fish, all fresh every day right off the boat. So if you want something fresh and you want fresh seafood, you got to go to Shucks. Don't forget, if you're having a party, call Shucks. Let them cater the event for you. Or you can go pick it up. Shucks, they're waiting on you. If you want a great time and you want great food, you got to go to Shucks in Abbeville. Shucks, oh, they're good. Have you heard about stockapond.com? Are you looking to get in a private bass and brim fishing lease? Or maybe fish stocking for your private lake or pond? Then Shepherd's Acadiana Fish Hatchery has what you are looking for in business for over 30 years. Shepherd's Acadiana Fish Hatchery offers the best private fishing lease and fish for stocking lakes and ponds in Louisiana. You can visit that website at stockapond.com. That's stockapond.com. Don't forget it, stockapond.com. This hour of the Moon Graffon Show is brought to you by Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management. Online at matthewjames.com. Should put that on. Thank you, Chef. All right, I lied to him. No, I got Robert. I'm sorry. Aaron is up. Aaron Bentley. How you doing, Aaron? Doing well. Hold up, Aaron. If I don't put your mic on, baby, I can't hear you. Now I can hear you. How you doing? Doing well. And you? I, I, how do you say your last name? Bendeley. Bendeley. Okay, I want to make sure I say it right. Anyway, uh, by the way, uh, school choice, and that's that's something that you big on. What, what's the what's the chance Louisiana moves that forward where it needs to be? Well, you know, we're hearing a lot of interest from lawmakers, and certainly they're seeing that states all around us are certainly paying attention to parents. And uh, just yesterday, uh, Arkansas's governor signed a universal school choice uh, law. And uh, Arkansas is running right past us. Absolutely. And we used to say, look at Mississippi back there, and run right past us. They're, they're, they're closing in on us. When you look at taxes, when you look at school choice, we've got Texas, Arkansas, and Mississippi making huge huge strides and and here we are in the middle saying when is it our turn and i think we're going to hear more and more um on along those lines from parents particularly on school choice to say it's time to give our family the opportunity to get our kid into a school that fits aaron bennett my special guest aaron you know that's gonna be your problem uh the governor not being ugly because he's not gonna allow something like that happen the unions and the teachers unions which are really most of them are not even teachers and uh, that's where your problem's going to become. You can get something passed, but this governor is going to veto it. For God's sakes, he, he vetoed a bill that was going to protect girls playing sports and going to the bathrooms and let boys. He vetoes the bill. Something like this is probably easy for him just to veto it, which puts us back another year of trying to get Because I'm sure once you pass something like this, you know, if you pass it next year, can you make it effective in August? Because do you have enough time? 
so people can find out what's going on. So that's why it's important to pass this stuff this year and say, okay, here's what we're going to pass next year. I, I agree, and, and you're right. We were so disappointed last year when the legislature uh, passed two bills that would have opened up more school choice for our kids. Uh, the governor did veto those two bills. I would say the good news is, if anything, that created even more of a response from lawmakers and from families. A little, a little, bit, a little bit more uh, urgency, would you say? A absolutely. To, and, and in the meantime, as we've seen, other states have passed us up. We now have five states that have made choice a priority for families. I think you're going to hear lawmakers, you're going to hear lawmakers in the current session and then those that are going to be running for election this fall saying enough is enough. It's time for Louisiana. Aaron, and I, and I know y'all working on it, and, but you got you got Republicans and Democrats. Do you have any Democrats that are willing to get on this side? I think and, we, and, and I ask that not to be ugly. I'm just saying I know a lot of Republicans a lot of times want to do something. Democrats never want to do anything that seems to be in the right direction. This is something for everybody, white, black, Republican, and Democrat. I, 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 what's the problem? What's the slowdown? What's the negative that they're telling you that we don't need to do that because of what? Well, you're right. It shouldn't be a partisan issue. This Not is about all. kids. This is about families. Unfortunately, many times it is. And I think a lot of that is because, uh, you know, traditionally the teachers unions and school school establishment have really worked Democrats in particular saying that this is going to destroy public education. This is anti-education. And, and the media not. jumps right in there to help them say that. You're right. And, and so it's kind of mutters the, the voice a little bit. But I've been really happy over the past several years. We've been able to work across the aisle and find Democrats and independents that understand that this is about kids, this is not about politics, this is not about turf. I think about people like Senator Ann Duplessis, who several years ago made a huge stand for yep. school choice in our state, led a lot of her colleagues, Representative Jason Hughes and others in the legislature uh, get that as well. We're certainly going to reach out and we want to work with them um, because this is too important. We have got to make progress for our kids. I got to believe, uh, Aaron Bentley, my special guest, talking about school choice, I got to believe that, and I'll go to minorities in, in some of these big cities where they've had some problems with schools. Not just that, they're all over. I get, but we've got some good schools. So there's probably good pockets of schools in New Orleans and Baton Rouge. Okay, I'm not as familiar with the school system. But you would think people that went at, in a, in a, if you were in a bad situation and you had two or three kids, you would want an opportunity for your kid to get something you may or may not have gotten. That to me is, is just like, wow, wow, why didn't we think of this? Then your kids. The best thing for a parent, I got four kids. Wikipedia says six, but don't believe it. I got four kids and four grandkids. And, and the best thing that ever happened for us is they went to school. And I'm not necessarily talking about college. Just learn to read and write arithmetic and learn to work ethic. You know why? Because when they moved out, they went out. They on their own. They're doing their own thing. They, well, watch, they, watch, they watch me and my bride do it. We watched my mom and dad do it. Nothing was easy, by the way, raising kids, going to work, and all the events and stuff that you go to. But school was really important. Well, it gives them that foundation, and we know, you know, we have a small window to get it right with our kids. We know, you know, from all the science, how quickly brain formation happens in those early years. We see where we are in our state in terms of literacy and kids being able to read on grade level, carry that on into middle school, their ability to learn you know, basic concepts in maths and algebra, um, and, and then early on, you know, really being exposed to opportunities, whether it's college, whether it's career training or directly into the workforce, all of that comes back to the knowledge and skills that we're equipping them with in education. And, you know, to your point earlier about minority families and, and who stands to benefit most, uh, unfortunately, we know that 
the majority of kids that are trapped in failing schools and schools that are just over yeah. and over again not improving, most of those students are students of color, students from low-income yeah. families, and they're the ones who right now don't have the ability because their family, you know, many of them, those low-income families may not have the resources to yeah. choose something else, and it shouldn't be those who have the resources who can guarantee an excellent education to their kids. They all deserve it, yeah. and not only do they deserve it, if we're going to grow as a state and be competitive, we need for them to have a quality education. Yeah, you you kind of wonder, when I, when I look at uh, the minority community and start talking about education, I just wonder, is are people going and talking to them and saying, hey, wouldn't you like your kid to have a better opportunity to get out of this? I think a lot of the families in general, black and white, they just want what's best for their kids. They, they want a good life. Nobody's that much different. You know, we all bleed red. So somebody's not explaining to people that what we're trying to do is benefit your kid so your kid can have the kind of life they want to have when they get older well that, I think that ought to be one plus one is two stuff on this well and too many times we we're not hearing directly from the families we're yeah. not hearing from parents no, no, we're hearing from the special interest yeah. we're hearing from the school establishment that fears competition uh resist change we we're hearing from from the unions when you go and ask families you know, what would you rather have? More options or fewer options? Of course, they're gonna say, we want as many options as you can give us. Let us then use the information, see what best meets our kids' needs. If, Every time they're gonna tell you, you they want the choice. If you take the politics, I believe this on all my heart when I'm getting tape. If you take white or black, and you take the politics totally out, and you got somebody in a room and you ask questions, and you walked out, the white and black are gonna agree on 98% of everything right down the line because what we're talking about is their kids our kids their kids your kids you're talking about their families you're talking about people to be the best they could be but once you put politics in it then all that changes and it would be a shame once again for y'all to get something passed and for this governor to veto well i think more and, and really, more and, 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 and certainly as we get into the legislative session and as we get into the issues and debates that you know we'll have this fall i think we're going to hear uh, as many other states have heard, families are hungry for change. They want more options. Um, and like you said, there there's more that unites us than divides us. Absolutely. Everyone wants a safe community. Everyone wants a, a great school for their child. Everyone wants the, the opportunity to have a job and a future um, here in our state. Uh, the, these are the, the themes, and, and that's what this whole event at our Solution Summit is it's based on. Um, this is what Louisiana is hungry for, and this is what's go what it's going to take for us I'll to be competitive. What, the last eight years, I'm counting this year, too, with the governor, we've just gone the opposite. I'm talking about opposite of the direction we needed to go. And we've actually stayed. You know what we did? We stayed in the same direction on steroids. That is not what we need. And so I don't know if we could change anything in the next five or ten years, because I think it's going to take that long to see a difference. Well, unfortunately, and I, I hope I'm way off. The last question for you. If you if, if if we had the right governor, you passed this this year. Can you implement this if you passed it in say April? Could you implement this in time for next school year? I think we could, um, and especially since this is a topic that was discussed last session, there was some work that was already sure. done by the State Department of Education, by Bessie, to say, let's get ready. We we see this is happening all across the country. We see that the legislature has already shown, shown that this is a step that they 
are ready to take. We need to start getting ready so we can implement this and start having the systems in place to support a good, robust program that works for families. Uh, You know, certainly we want to get it right. It's important that this program gets off to a great start. Um, But, you know, we need to be able to to move quickly because the needs are there. And every year that we don't give kids access to a great education is a year that is just very, very hard to make up. So there is an extreme urgency around this. Governor Huckabee signed it into law. They're going to start next spring, next uh, fall in August. So it can be done. But we probably won't get it because of the governor, but I would pass it and stick it right in front of him and let him veto it. We're hearing that lawmakers... If I would are, make him veto that puppy. We're, we're hearing that lawmakers have a strong interest of keeping this conversation going, keeping the momentum going. Yeah. Um, we need for the debates that are going to happen this fall to be around this issue and how can we help our children, and this is going to be it. Aaron Vendorley, thank you very much. God bless. Appreciate thank you. It. All right, we got to take a quick break. Uh, we'll take a break. Be right back. You're listening to the Moon Graffon Show. And, of course, we are at the Solution Summit for our friends at the Pelican Institute. Take a break. Be right back. When you think about how you spend your money in retirement, what comes to mind? Probably travel, sunny beaches, and spoiling your grandchildren? But a recent survey found that over 30% of every dollar a retiree spends goes to taxes. Baby boomers were told for years to save money in their IRAs and 401ks and pay taxes later. Well, now that day has arrived, and boomers are shocked to see a third of their money going back to Uncle Sam. John Blanchett and the Matthew James Financial Group can help. What if you could protect all most of your retirement wealth from future tax rate increases, achieve a zero or near zero effective tax rate for most of your retirement years? Find out more. 337-366-8366. Isn't it time you got a second opinion on your wealth and retirement outlook? Learn how you could potentially kick the IRS out of your IRA. 337-366-8366 and online at Matthew-James.com. Folks, if you get a chance to be in Shreveport or Baton Rouge, New Orleans, you you haven't checked out Superior Grill and you like good Mexican food, please go to Superior Grill. Go check them out. You're going to enjoy everybody that I've sent there. I've really enjoyed the great taste of Superior Grill. They love the food. It's a big menu. It's a lot of different things you can pull out from the enchiladas to the fajitas to the tacos to the quesadillas to the steak to the hamburgers. They do it all at Superior Grill, and that salsa and that queso is all so good. All you got to do is find a way to, to Shreveport, New Orleans, or Baton Rouge and get the great taste of Superior Grill. But, hey, if you're home and you're in, the, in those areas and you want to cater and, and, and people like that, they cater. They can handle big groups. I've been there with many big groups and had a great, great time. They'll accommodate you. They'll accommodate you the best they can. You can pick up food to go as usual. Line Avenue in Shreveport, Government Street and Highland Road in Baton Rouge and St. Charles Avenue in New Orleans. Superior Grill. It's great. And next year, we're going to have one right here in Lafayette. So, hey, check them out. If you're headed that way, make darn sure you go check out the great taste of Superior Grill. Every hire. Welcome back. Moon Graffon Show in Baton Rouge. Last segment in Baton Rouge and on the network. But we'll, we will do one more hour. Uh, Representative Mark Wright's going to join us in just a second. We are here at the uh, Pelican Institute Solutions Summit. Opportunity to visit with a lot of people. Don't forget the Matthew James Tax and Well 
Wealth Management Hotline, 844-766-6607. We're here at the Hilton, uh, Baton Rouge, downtown Baton Rouge. And, of course, uh, they got the Solution Summit going on. You can come in. You can check them out. they still got room. And then they got the governor candidates. Not all of them, but all of them have been invited that have, that have already announced. So it's an opportunity to, uh, to, mess, to, to get a chance to see them. We are honored to have Representative Mark Wright joins. Mark, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing all right, Boone. I appreciate you having me. Thank no, you. Good to see you again, man. I hope it's going well for you. Yeah, ready for a session. All right. One of the things that I think uh, you're speaking and talking a little bit about is about regulations. And I, I'm going to say this because I don't think the average person understands regulations. Now, you're a lawmaker. You do. I read a lot. But the average person don't understand Everything they do, it's like some kind of regulations around it. I don't care if it's what you drive, what you eat, there's, there's regulations. But you must feel like that a lot of regulations that we're fighting, some of them either can be removed or changed. Absolutely. So, I'm so, tell you. so t- talk a little bit about some of the ones maybe that you think, hey, we need to do something about this. Absolutely. Well, look, I mean, you're right. It's not a sexy subject. It's really death by a thousand cuts to the economy, to businesses, consumer, that type of thing. It's not the, you know, the big heavy bill that comes and wants to tax you, you know, twice. You know, people pay attention to that. The rulemaking process in Louisiana produces, makes us the the sixth highest regulated state in the country. Okay. That's a lot, right? The problem is... When you say that, is that strictly businesses... And if it's on businesses, it's on the average person. That's I'm trying to put the that's put right. The no, together. Everything, everything, the whole code of wow. administrative code. Okay, um, and the thing about it is, um, it's a delegated power. Moon, the legislature delegates its power to interpret laws to the executive branch. Now, some of that makes a little bit of sense. They're supposed to be the experts in, in how to enforce certain things. But at the end of the day, as legislators, we need to have the hearings to look at how rules are coming out. Because look, rules, a regulation's proposed. You can ask for a hearing. You can get people there to talk about it. You can compare it to people, to stakeholders, whatever you want to do. And then you can force some change. Last year, I did a bill. I, I tried to mimic what Tennessee does. This is what Tennessee does. I love it. Any regulation that's proposed is inherently temporary for one year unless the legislature adopts it by vote. That's so, pretty cool. Yeah, so it flips the script, which is really how it should be. By the way, I've got a buddy of mine out of Monroe, and he used to say this all the time. For every law y'all made, y'all have to take one off the books. For every regulation you made, y'all have to take one off the books. That's hey, what I'm doing. Okay, okay. That's my bill. Yeah, well, I'll tell you the guy, and I'll tell people the name. His name is Lyle Miller. Me and Lyle have talked for a long time, for many years. He used to say, man... If you started doing that, okay, you're going to add this bill or this regulation, which one are you taking off? Because normally what happens, and, and you, you've been there and done this, what happens is we keep adding, 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 and you've got this level of bureaucracy that's so big. And, but some of the levels of bureaucracy, Mark, are based on something that went wrong on something you already did. Am I, am I, no, am you're, I close? No, you're absolutely <laughs> right. In fact, I'll tell you, friend Lyle, I got my inspiration from when Trump came in and they did a regulatory review process at the federal level, right? And I wasn't a legislator until several years later. But the bottom line is one of the things they did, they did two for one. So every one you put, you want to propose. I like two for one better. Exactly. You take out two. At at first, you know, it sounds kind of random, actually. Why why two for one? But it's worked out in other states really well. We've seen some really good models of a regulatory review process. Um, Believe it or not, British Columbia did a heck of a job. Um, but Idaho is considered the gold standard. We just saw Sarah Huckabee Sanders uh, put out some executive orders. I know we got some governor's candidates who are saying, look, I'm going to get rid of 25% right off the bat. Uh, so there's room. There's no doubt about it. To me, 
it's not just getting rid of what's on the books, the problems that are on the books, but it's also like how do we go about this in a saner way down the road? But but the regulations you're talking about, I guess, are the ones you can control. Louisiana. You're not really talking about the federal government because right. you can't really control that as much, correct? No, that's exactly right. But the state level, I mean, look, Mercatus Center out of D.C., they, they're affiliated with George Mason. They do some incredible work. Cato? Uh, Mercatus. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. They, I mean, they've done incredible work. They, they set up this system where they basically read through the entire code and they pick up the number of restricted words in a code. Mm-hmm. That's how we've got more restrictive uh, code in Louisiana than everybody in the South. Seriously. You can't compete like that. No. No, you're right. And the thing about it is you're talking about getting rid of it. And I, and, and I bet you if you go back, and this is almost everything in life, they add something, they add something. It's not working like they want it, so they add something else. But they don't take away the thing that didn't work. You, you, you see what I'm saying to me? You, if so you right. go back and say, okay, step one, step two, step three, all the way to ten. And, but you, but if you look at the last five, they were based on the first five not working properly. Why do you still have that on the books? Look, my eyes opened when I was in a room with a whole bunch of towboat captains in the Coast Guard. Uh-oh. Right when the feds did this regulatory, Trump did the regulatory review process. And we sat there and I'm kind of like, man, this is boring. What are we going to do here? And they started doing that. They said, why you got that? Oh, that's from 30 years ago. Why you got that? We don't need this anymore. We don't do this anymore. And the next thing you know, you can get rid of half the stuff. <laughs> I mean... It, there's a lot of opportunity there. That's all I got to say. You see it. Your friend Lyle sees it. I mean, it's... It, yeah, he actually, Lyle told me this 20, 30 years ago. Did he really? <laughs> <laughs> so you tell how long ago that was. <laughs> so do you have anything specific right now? Maybe not specific regulations or specific things you'd like to target in a field of business or uh, 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 insurance or anything like that? Yeah. That no, you're really but, looking at it or you're just looking at everything? No, I've, I've kind of focused on the process itself. I can tell you um, there was one related to a barge industry and an environmental. I think environmental's got a lot out there that we could look at. Um, Get but, rid of, of course. Exactly. exactly. And environmental with this green new crazy. It's no telling what they're coming up with next. I agree. I mean, that, that was one of the arguments. So last year I did a bill to do that Tennessee thing. I walked in, 19 agency heads in the House committee sitting there ready to kill my stuff. And I, my first thought was, wow. And then I was like, I must be doing something right, right, because I got in their kitchen. But one of the things they'd argue is they'd say, well, we do what the feds tell us to do. So some yeah, of Yeah, but that, is that an excuse? Because I, it's you know, easy for me to say, oh, no, they're making me do this. And you, who's the feds? Well, they don't know who to go to them. To find out what's going uh, on. I mean, what what happened to the idea of states being balanced, right, versus the federal government, the state power versus federal power? My guess is there's some things they legitimately feel like they got to do, but I think most of it's kind of like they just take it verbatim from what the feds suggest and do it, because that's what happens a lot of times. Like, the, and think about it though, the feds' regulations from some time are put together by people who aren't elected. And you get into the EPA and you think to that nature, man, and, and they're, they're crazy, Bill, right now. That's right. But what they're trying to do. That's right. That's right. It's, uh, it's a tough process. Y'all got, y'all got a lot on the plate. It's an election year. Uh, a lot on the plate this year. And a governor who's just probably going to veto anything that he don't like. I hear you. And we're going to have, I think we're going to have a lot of bills of people kind of proposing ideas for next term. You know, hopefully those governors. I'll be honest with you. I would try to pass as many as those you could, Mark. Yeah. Let him veto it. Let him prove who he is. And then you can come back the next year, whoever the governor is, and they can say, okay, hey, we already did this. We can roll some of this through because we already got it. You can beef it up a little bit, whatever you need to do with no, it. No, you're right. You're make, make, Edwards, make Edwards show his, 
Oh, yeah. I think we're going to see some of that. All right, I think y'all, everything you can pass into it. If he wants to veto a bill that's good for the state of Louisiana, let it be on him. Amen. Mark Wright's his name, Representative Mark Wright. Thank you, sir. You can do it again. All right, we got to take a break. Uh, a lot of you leaving us. Some of you will stick around. we got one more hour to go. You're listening to the Moon Graffon Show. We'll be back. It's not immune to facts. The Dan Bongino Show here on News Talk 96.5. KPEL.